At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ooh, that intro music has me feeling good. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert on a Thursday live from downtown Las Vegas Circa Resort and Casino. Stormy Bon and Tony with you. Great show on tap today. And myself as well as Sean King, we're filling in for the guys Mitch and Polly in the morning on Follow the Money. And it's an early wake-up call. So I took a nap after the show. Wake up to all of these notifications on my phone. We got some news. We got some deals. So let's dive right into it. In today's top five stories, things that impact us as betters. We're going to start with number one, Kyler Murray, who will remain with the Arizona Cardinals after all, following what has been a very dramatic offseason. The two sides came together on a massive five-year, $230.5 million contract extension, not fully guaranteed like Deshaun Watson, just 160 reportedly guaranteed, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. But no true number made public as of yet, but just in time for training camp. I do, by the way, stand by my Cardinals to miss the playoffs bet and remain just as confident not to waste my money on the following futures. No thank you to Murray 20 to 1 in the MVP market. No thank you to Arizona 35 to 1 Super Bowl odds. We'll get some opinions on the Cards' decision to extend Murray from each of our guests today. Will Hill of the New York City cast will join us in just a few moments. VEASAN betting analyst Adam Burke in studio for a good portion of the program and Mike Palm and Derek Stevens on set at the end of the hour. The guys that run the ship here at Circa. Let's keep it in the NFC West though as we head to number two, the San Francisco 49ers reportedly giving Jimmy Garoppolo and his agent permission to seek a trade. Uh, something I didn't quite realize needed to be stated or hadn't been given. I thought that it was pretty obvious. The 49ers were trying to workshop different ways to get him off the books, pave the way for the future of Trey Lance. Garoppolo on the heels of an offseason shoulder surgery recently cleared to practice. 31-14 and 14 as the Niners starter, but just two full seasons in which he was available for more than six games. Next team odds on some offshore books have the Browns a plus 250 favor to be the landing spot followed by the Giants Texans and Seahawks as the most quarterback needy teams meanwhile the dollar bills have been rolling in on the young Trey Lance in the MVP market for his first full season as the starter according to Caesar Sportsbook Lance has received the six most tickets seven most money in that market twice the amount of Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers combined found that pretty interesting Lance opened up as 200 to one long shot since been bet down 50 to one most shops while we're talking money number three Kirby Smart has inked a new 10-year deal worth a total of 112 and a half million dollars making him one of the highest paid coaches 
in college football, the highest at a public university. Smart guided the Georgia Bulldogs to their first college football national title since 1980 this past season. 66-15 and 15 overall since taking the reins of the program. Georgia among the shorter shots to repeat as national champs. 4-1 to one odds behind only conference rival Alabama, plus 175, who they beat in the 2022 title game. And the Ohio State Buckeyes sitting at 3-1. to one. Number four in today's top five, James Harden's agreed to a two-year $68.6 million deal, including a player option to return to the 76ers, first reported by ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Harden says, take in what adds up to $14.5 million fewer than he would have after if he would have opted into his original deal is, quote, how bad he wants to win, giving the team the flexibility to add pieces. The 76ers have made some solid additions this offseason, signing P.J. Tucker, Daniel House, the draft night trade for D'Anthony Melton. Uh, the group on paper to support Joel Embiid sounds all well and good, but can they live up to the hype? 14-1 to shot to win the NBA title. Fourth on the odds board in the East at 6-1 to on DraftKings. And rounding things out here in today's top five, Matthew Kachuk has reportedly told the Calgary Flames he will not re-sign with the team. While the unrestricted free agent has not officially requested a trade, he has supplied Calgary with a list of teams to which he would be interested in agreeing to a long-term contract with the Blues, Vegas Golden Knights, Florida Panthers, Preds, and Stars on that list. The Devils and Rangers teams that have expressed interest in the past, reportedly. Flames already saw Johnny Gaudreau sign with Columbus, so also losing Kachuk would be a huge blow to a team that's now 22-1 in the Stanley Cup final odds market. All right, that's today's top five. Let's talk a little bit of it over with Will Hill, host of the New York City cast, ought not the Will Hill on Twitter. Welcome in, my beardless friend. Lovely to see your face. How's it going? Stormy, it's been a while. Hope all is well. Uh, good to be with you. Yes, appreciate you coming on with us. And we will talk a little baseball. Very interested in the Yankees and Mets here, but want to start with Kyler Murray obviously securing the bag. No indication in the betting market that anything's really changed with him getting this deal. Seems like it's been pretty built in. They thought a deal would get done. Odds makers have, um, or at least he wouldn't be sitting out. But my question to you is, like, where do you rank Kyler Murray in terms of NFL quarterbacks? He's getting paid like he's the second best QB in the National Football League, and I don't think anybody actually sees it that way. Yeah, it's just the uh, the new way of the world. I'm sure Lamar Jackson and his agent are smiling because he's got a new deal coming. And he, I'm sure he looks at Kyler Murray and says, hey, I'm better than this guy. And if he's making that, I'm probably going to be making a little more. It's just what we do. I mean, they, these contracts keep going up and up for quarterbacks. If you're a starter, it used to be the standard 16 million, 18, 20. Uh, it's just a tricky situation. It's like the NBA where, you know what, you, you pay what it costs because the alternative is letting them go and, and you know starting for over. And when you don't have a quarterback, um, you know, you can end up looking for one for a long time. So I wouldn't be thrilled about doing this. If I'm Arizona, that playoff game against the Rams would stick in my head for a long time. His inability to stay on the field would stick in my head. But again, uh, there's only so many of these guys that you think are your guy here with quarterback. You know, the alternative is, you know, you let him play out his contract. He leaves, you get somebody else. He's unhappy, something like that. Uh, again, I'm not thrilled with it. I'm just kind of, uh, kind of meh in terms of the whole thing. I, you know, to answer your question, where is he 12th, 14th, right. you know, fringe top 10. Um, look, I, I don't love it. And especially now you're going to have to build a team around him making a lot of money. Uh, I don't love that whole Murray Kingsbury combination, but just don't know what the alternative is. Yeah. And it's an aging team, an older roster, the Arizona Cardinals. So I understand wanting to have security at the position. I'm just not sure what he specifically has done to justify getting that type of payday, especially at this point in where his contract is. Um, we will talk plenty more about the Kyler Murray situation throughout the course of the show when Adam Burke joins us a little bit later. But I know training camps in the NFL are getting set to be underway. Raiders already in action, but no better time than the present to get involved in the NFL futures market. Will, anything that you already have in pocket looking ahead to the 2022 season? Yeah, I played a bunch of season win totals. A couple I've, I've given out this week. Uh, Titans under nine and a half wins I really like. If you look at Tannehill without... AJ Brown without Julio Jones last year, he was very pedestrian when you take away his weapons and Derek Henry uh, is a year older. Now he's starting to approach you know, that 28, 29 range. He's had a lot of wear and tear, a lot of carries. And if you look at the schedule, it's brutal. It's a first place schedule road games against the Packers, the chiefs, the bills. They also play the Cowboys. They play the Bengals. They have to play the entire AFC West to me, uh, two games against the Colts to me to get in a 10 is asking a lot. I think they were pretty fortunate last year. If you look at the point differential, they won a lot of close games. Uh, to me, this Titans team is eight wins, nine wins. Uh, if they get to 10 and beat me, so be it. But I, I like under nine and a half with the uh, the Titans. And I'm late to the party with this one, but you can still get some under six and a half bears. They're juiced up. 
to me, there's just no way in the world his team gets to seven, eight wins, barring, you know, fields turning into basically Patrick Mahomes 2.0. I just, I don't see a lot of talent on this roster, whether it's the offensive line, which is a disaster. They don't have any secondary. They have no skill position players outside of Mooney, who anybody's really even heard of. Uh, to me, this is a brutal roster, and they're still in a division. Two games against the Packers. I know Adams is gone, but they still have Rodgers. They'll still be really good. The Vikings, you'd think, would be a little bit better with a new coach. Even the Lions. Lions are kind of a sleeper team. They're everybody's sort of trendy pick, pick which makes you nervous, but the Lions will be improved. Uh, that's you know six pretty tough games right there. To me, this Bear team is like a three- or a four-win team. This Bear team is going to be awful, I think. Yeah, I feel like the majority of futures bets that at least I've been involved in and seen a lot of people liking are trending toward the under. We're, we're more so finding value on fading teams than following and expecting them to exceed expectations. Um, here with Will Hill, host of the New York City cast. Will, the Major League Baseball second half of the season officially underway. Yankees and Astros had the first half of a doubleheader already in the books. Yankees fell 3-2 in game one. So Houston's now won four of six games in the season series with the with um, the Yankees here. Domingo Herman versus Luis Garcia on their respective hills coming up in game two today. You are all in on all things New York all the time. How do you feel about game two coming up? I like the Astros again. I picked them in game one. I'll pick them again in game two. It's funny. Like you mentioned, the Astros have won four out of six. Even the two the Yankees won were comeback rallies, walk-off fashion. The Astros could very easily be 6-0 and in these matchups. And I think the Astros kind of exposed the Yankees in terms of their lack of depth on offense. If you keep Judge in the ballpark, Stanton in the ballpark, and Judge has slumped lately, there's just not a lot else. It's funny to say about a team that's the short shot to win the World Series, has the best record in baseball. But, you know, the kinder falafas of the world, uh, Joey Gallo has been an automatic out. It's amazing. He's still out there even getting at bats on a regular basis. Uh, you know, the catcher's not a great hitter. There's just some flaws with this Yankee team, and uh, they need a left-handed bat. They're too right-handed. We see them go against right-handed pitching. Uh, they really have struggled scoring runs against the Astros and against these better teams. You can get away with it against Detroit and against Texas day-to-day in the, you know, the American League regular season. But come playoffs, I think this team needs to make a move and needs to add a bat here. Yeah, we'll see what they're able to do. Astros, if you like them today, still a short favorite, minus 125. One last thing, uh, talking New York Mets before we let you go here, among the best teams in baseball themselves. Under the cover of the All-Star break, we heard Jacob deGrom was feeling soreness in his shoulder, pushed that simulated game that he had back. How alarming is that news for the Mets moving forward? I don't think it's too serious just because he is supposed to pitch a simulated game today. If it was that bad, they would shut him down and make him rest and not let him pitch. But I mean, look, it's July 7th of last year was the last time he's pitched in a major league game. At some point you got to pitch. I mean, it's rehab games, it's batting practice. It's, you know, uh, minor league stints. It's everything except pitching on a major league mound at some point. Now look, they're well equipped, equipped to, you know, play well without him. As we've seen, they have Scherzer Bassett Walker, even Peterson's pitch. Well, they're in first place. This is a really good team, but I think in order to win it all, they're going to need to ground back. I do think they'll get him back at some point, but you have to be concerned about getting him back and keeping him back and seeing him, you know, be at the level he was before he was throwing 101 miles an hour in rehab start. So I don't think it's too serious, but uh, it'd be nice for baseball to get to ground back on the mound and, and back with the Mets here in the playoffs. Couldn't agree with you more. Thank you so much for the time, Will. You're the best. Stormy B, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That's Will Hill. Make sure you check out his podcast, the New York City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Great things diving into all things New York when we come back. We'll continue a little bit of that MLB conversation. Adam Burke, VEASAN betting analyst, joins the show in studio. And we'll continue that Kyler Murray talk as well. His thoughts on the Arizona Cardinal securing the bet. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now through the end of July. So get in there quick, sign up today. You'll get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily Major League Baseball insights, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. So if you want the full VSIN experience, which also includes our daily email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and the video live stream whenever you want it. Again, just $19. It's super easy to become a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VSIN dot com slash summer speaking of the legendary adam burke himself in studio with us now visa and all sport betting analyst appreciate you coming in on a thursday i i know that i'm gonna be on follow the money tomorrow so not in studio and friday which is our normal link up spot so i'm excited i got to see you right. well i i made it a point to make sure that i switched and, and got to see you after you came back from doing a great job with the world games oh appreciate you what a guy what a guy i, um, I try you called me legendary i have to <laughs> I have to repay some kind of compliment. Oh, my gosh. This is the best day of my life. So let's talk a little Kyler Murray here off the top because obviously the big news of the day that he has secured that five-year extension, $230.5 million coming his way. What do you think that he's done to to earn this right now and I guess the outlook of the Cardinals with him under center moving forward? Well, look, I'll say this. I mean, I think in his three years in the league, he's improved in a lot of statistical categories throughout. His completion percentage has gone up each year. His touchdown percentage has gone up each year. Last year, he had the lowest interception percentage of his career. And we have to remember, too, that last season, he wasn't really healthy. So he wasn't able to be the Kyler Murray that we're used to seeing, the guy that can scramble around, extend plays, all that. I mean, in 2020, he accounted for almost 4,800 yards between passing and rushing yards. As long as he's healthy... I would expect more of that. I mean, he turns 25 next week, so they're getting him really in the prime of his career. Is it a significant amount of money? Absolutely. Can he get along with Cliff Kingsbury? I think that's a big question. But I think you're paying more for what you expect from Kyler Murray down the road as opposed to what he's accomplished thus far. And in that respect, I don't think it's really a bad gamble to give him a lot of money. So I know we as human beings always have a little bit of recency bias. And the last time we saw him on a football field, it was obviously very ugly in the postseason. And you mentioned his health. The thing that worries me about Kyler Murray, which is why I feel like year in and year out, I'm always telling people not to waste your money on an MVP ticket for him, no matter how good the odds may seem, because he starts out the year looking so great, looking MVP caliber, getting the Cardinals in a place that feels so good and you're confident in this team. And then the fall off is inevitable to happen because he just doesn't have the same build to be durable throughout the course of the season. Like if you could bet an MVP through eight games, give me Kyler Murray all day. I just don't know how that plays out this year. 
And then adding to that, the beginning of the schedule is going to be pretty tough this year. Also, first three games of the season, Kansas City, Vegas, Los Angeles Rams, not exactly the most friendly for a good start for him either. No, definitely not. And we do see players across all sports when they get paid, they kind of struggle mm-hmm. after that first big contract. They're trying to live up to everything, trying to, you know, some guys, maybe it goes to their head a little bit. You know, they don't have to worry about anything ever again. I do agree with you in terms of the durability of Kyler Murray being a question. At least this is only a five-year deal for them. Yeah, 160 million of it is guaranteed, but at least it's only five years. You know, he'll be 30 at that point in time, or really 29 by the time his contract expires. So that's really not that big of an issue for them, I think. I think what's kind of more interesting to look at now is this would, you would think, be kind of a barometer for Lamar Jackson and Mm -hmm. the monster deal that he's going to get. So that's another one I think is really interesting to watch and see how, you know, these dual threat types of guys end up being priced and evaluated because, as you said, there's some inherent risk, you know, being a guy who takes a lot of hits because you're out there getting, you know, rushing attempts. Yeah, I think this deal is probably the best thing that Lamar Jackson could have asked for, like you're saying, as his contract negotiations come up here. Let's transition back to Major League Baseball. Um While I know you don't have any action today, the second half of the Major League Baseball season underway, six games, we had two doubleheaders, uh, Astros-Yankees being one of them, A's-Tigers being another, maybe that one less less intriguing. But uh, you do, however, have a number of articles out on vcin.com right now looking ahead to the second half, adjusted season win total bets, teams to bet on or against moving forward. You even mentioned pitchers coming off extreme rest to start in some of these early games, spots to either fade or follow teams. So what were some of your just big takeaways and maybe some important nuggets you think better should be aware of? Yeah, I think today's card was really difficult, particularly with the two doubleheaders that you mentioned. You only have the three late games. By the time I get my article up, it's early in the afternoon Eastern time. It's just it's very limiting to only have three games to look at. Also, I typically don't like to play game two until I know what happens in game one, You know where the bullpen usage comes down, all those different kinds of things. So not a whole lot to like today. But I think the point about pitchers being on extended rest is really important because you know, you're in the rhythm of the season. You're pitching every five or six days. Some of the back of the rotation starters next week, the middle of next week, may have gone 10, 11, 12 days without pitching. Some of those guys may even get skipped, depending on the off-day situation. So that's something I look at a lot to kind of ascertain whether or not a guy may be a little bit rusty, may be a little bit behind, you know, may struggle with his command or his control a little bit. But as far as some play on teams, I know during the break we were talking about kind of what we wanted to discuss with, with baseball and the division races specifically. And I think the Chicago White Sox are not only a play on team, But Ben Wilson and I have teased this for 12 weeks, it feels like, on the run line, betting Chicago to win the Central Division, and I did do that here over the All-Star break. They took three out of four from Minnesota, so I got a little bit lower of a price, but we got to see Lucas Giolito look a little bit better. We got to see this team finally get healthy, specifically in the bullpen, where I have a much higher degree of confidence Mm -hmm. in them now, and also they won some head-to-head meetings. Minnesota had kind of taken care of their affairs in the head-to-head season series against the White Sox. That wasn't the case last week. So I finally went ahead and fired on Chicago. They're only three games back. They're only a 500 team. But remember, this is a team in the first half that missed Tim Anderson for a little while. Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, Lance Lynn. Um, you know, Dylan Cease had some rough starts as well. The bullpen had a bunch of issues. I still don't like Tony Larusa, but I think this team is talented enough to overcome that. So I think the White Sox are a play-on team in the second half and also a team to take a look at here in the division futures market. Well, and hence why people were so optimistic about them in the preseason as being a team that you would want to buy in on. Now they're starting to get a little bit closer to that form that people thought they might start the season with. They're plus 125 in the AL Central. And while we're on that topic, that's maybe the only, it is the only division without an odds-on favorite in it that does feel a little bit more up for grabs. The Twins, the shortest shot at plus 110, but then the White Sox close behind, Cleveland plus 450. Then you see the drop-off with Detroit and Kansas City. But yeah, I, I like that play a lot with Chicago. Who do you like most right now for the World Series to win it all? Is there any team that you would be interested in buying in on now where the numbers sit? Well, I think it's important to isolate teams that you feel like are going to be aggressive at the trade deadline. With the trade deadline coming up on August 2nd, we know some big names are out there. Juan Soto, uh, Frankie Montas, who's actually pitching tonight for Oakland, coming back from injury, so that's a really big start for him. Luis Castillo, possibly Shohei Otani. You know, there are some really significant names out there in the trade market. So I think if you want to take a team, you have to try and figure out, are they going to make a big splash? 
Because if you think they're going to, the price is obviously going to go down. If you don't think they're going to, the price is going to move on someone else. So you may end up getting a better number on, you know, like, let's say the Braves don't really do anything of consequence. Maybe their eight to one is 10 to one mm-hmm. because the Mets go out and get some kind of splash. Something I would like, like that. that. So those are things I think you kind of want to look at. I think one team that you may want to consider right now, actually, and this is a play on team in the second half for me, is the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, I know that they're in the same division as the Yankees. I know they have to fight with the Rays and the Red Sox for a playoff spot. But I think that the Blue Jays will get one of the two best starters out there, whether it's Castillo or Montas. I think they'll get some of the relief arms that are available because their bullpen needs some help, needs some depth. This is a team that had three off days from May 30th until the All-Star break began. So this is a team that is a little bit depth shy, but it showed in their record and in their performance because they just didn't have any days off. I think that's a team that does actively go out there and try and get some reinforcements. They've got some major league ready prospects they could possibly dangle. I think the Blue Jays are a team that probably ends up making a significant move here. So they get 15 to one and obviously shop around for the best number you can find. I think the Blue Jays are are worthy of of possibly some some postseason uh, investment here over the next couple of days. And that's another team similar to the White Sox that had high expectations coming into this season. A lot of people liked that roster and what they had put together. Because you mentioned Juan Soto, uh, the Washington Nationals, Bob Nightingale, uh, USA Today MLB co- columnist, posting earlier um, that the Nationals have begun fielding some of those preliminary offers for Soto. Seven teams already weighing in, including three in the NL West, Padres, Giants, Dodgers, and the Yankees, a team that you mentioned needing something, needing a bat, the favorite at points bet, along with the Mets at plus 450 to get Juan Soto. Most people I've talked to, though, that are in the baseball world don't think that he's going to get moved at the deadline. I would be shocked. I mean, first of all, in a perfect world, he goes to a team that can sign him to an extension. There's maybe three teams in Major League Baseball that can do that. But the second thing is the Nationals need to get the prospect hall worthy mm-hmm. of a player like Juan Soto, who's 24 years old, in his prime, an elite player offensively and defensively. It's hard to find a prospect package that's good enough to do that. And some of the teams with the money don't have the prospects to acquire. Absolutely. Great info, as always. Adam's going to stick around. Legendary info. Adam Burke's going to stick around with us, though. We've got some college football futures I want to get into. Media days are underway. Some of the news and notes coming out of that and how it may impact some things moving forward. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. We've got CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. You can subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. You already heard a little flavor of Will Hill, host of the New York CityCast, here on the program. Now back in studio with VSIN All Sport Betting Analyst Adam Burke, going to get into some college football. Last day of SEC Media Days today. Great timing for Kirby Smart to sign a 10-year, $112.5 million deal to remain with the Georgia Bulldogs, who were fresh off that national championship, the first for the program, Adam, since 1980. So very big deal for the Bulldogs. Uh, Kirby Smart is 66-15 and 15 overall record, two-time SEC Coach of the Year. And when he spoke at Media Days yesterday, he said for as great as the successes that they had last year, this team, this group, hasn't done anything yet. They're very hungry. They obviously lost a lot of talent, 15 players moving on to the NFL. But similar to an Alabama, they don't regroup. They they reload year in and year out. They're not in a rebuilding phase. They always have a top five recruiting class coming in. So what are your expectations for Georgia in the SEC? Well, I'll say this. The East Division's getting better. You know, they won't have as easy of a path, I think. It is certainly the weaker of the two divisions in the SEC, but South Carolina is going to be much improved, especially at the quarterback position. Florida, you know, last year they just had a bunch of turmoil, a lot of issues with Dan Mullen. Defensively, they were awful. They've got Billy Napier now, so that should kind of smooth out and and sort of galvanize their program a little bit. Kentucky just continues to be good, and Tennessee now seems to be on a little bit of an upswing as well. So, Look, I still have Georgia, you know, pretty significant favorite in all of their games. I have them at least minus 13 in every regular season game. That includes that week one matchup against Oregon that, you know, a lot of people will be paying attention to. 
I don't really see them doing any worse than 11 and 1 or 12 and 0 in the regular season. They'll probably play Alabama again in the SEC championship game. I just don't think that they'll be as dominant. Mm -hmm. Like I said, from a power rating standpoint, I still have them virtually a two touchdown favorite over everybody. But last year, I mean, we're talking about a defense that lost. It was historic. Five or six first round picks. You know, I mean, it's just even at a school like Georgia, it's not particularly easy to replace that level of talent. And their defensive coordinator and Dan Landing now off at Oregon being the head coach over there. Right, exactly. And I mean, look, they gave up. 10.2 10.2 points per game and 4.2 yards per play. Ridiculous. I mean, they're still going to be good, but those are historic types of numbers. Now, we'll see what they look like by the end of the season because, as you mentioned, a lot of new players, a lot of new faces, you know, some turnover in terms of coaching as well. I think that September 17th game at South Carolina will be a bigger test than people expect it to be, but this is still the team that will win the SEC East division and play Alabama. We'll see what happens. I'm obsessed with Shane Beamer, by the way. Big fan of just the type of guy and coach he is, bringing a lot of energy and rejuvenation to the Gamecocks program. Spencer Rattler mm-hmm. now to be the quarterback there. And, I mean, love him or hate him, a massive upgrade from what they've had to deal with at quarterback. I mean, they had a graduate assistant coming off the sideline last year to get into a game, had a receiver playing quarterback in the postseason, and and they still ended up winning that bowl game. So props to them. But what are your thoughts on Spencer Rattler moving forward? He was obviously the Heisman favorite last year. Things didn't work out. A lot of people aren't high on him, but I know South Carolina fans are. Yeah, and this is a thing for South Carolina where, I mean, Connor Shaw was a great quarterback, but I think he was probably like a three-star recruit, maybe a low four-star you know, Steven Garcia had some positive seasons there as well. But, I mean, Rattler's a former five-star. You know, this is a guy that was recruited to Oklahoma. Beamer was part of the group of people recruiting him to Norman. So he's very familiar with him. It makes sense that these two have reunited here. Because, as you said, I mean, South Carolina needed an upgrade at that position. And Zeb Nolan did a great job, you know, coming off of the not even just the bench, but the sideline as a graduate assistant to take over. Jason Brown was a transfer from St. Francis in the FCS ranks. The fact that they made it to a bowl game and then won it with a wide receiver at quarterback speaks to the culture of this program and how things have improved for them. I think Rattler is a nice upgrade. They've been recruiting very well. They've got a couple of four-star freshmen in this recruiting class at quarterback also. It's just a different feel for this team, and and I do follow them very closely. My wife is from the Columbia area, so I've kind of adopted them as my second team outside of Ohio State. So I follow the program closely, and the things that are being said about the program – are things you haven't heard since Steve Spurrier still cared about the job, was still recruiting back in you know 2008 to 2010 or 11 in that range. So they're really looking up. With that being said, their schedule is very, very challenging, and it's going to be anytime you have Clemson in non-conference, you play in the SEC, all of that. So from a wins and losses standpoint, they may not look that much better, but you can see there's a lot of respect for this team. Their win total line is six at some places with over on the juice. Despite that tough schedule, people are taking notice that this team will be better. Mm-hmm. And really, in a lot of cases with these middle tier power five teams, that's all you can ask for is just for things to look better and hope that everything kind of comes together. I'll say this. It won't be this year. Probably won't be next year. But if Shane Beamer is still there three years down the line, I think South Carolina has a chance to win that division. I love that. Um, It's a shame, by the way, that South Carolina was in the Mayo Bowl when Will Levis just continues to post about him drinking mayo (laughs) in his coffee. What are we doing here? Disgusting. I mean, mean, Kentucky has to make that bowl game. Right? right? Come on. I mean, God, did you see the video? It's just like chunky. He puts so much mayo in it. What is wrong with you, young man? Uh, Another team, though, in the SEC that I wanted to discuss um, before we move off of it is Arkansas Razorbacks. Um, Their over-under win total set at 7.5, coming off the 8-4 regular season, an outback bowl win led by quarterback K.J. Jefferson coming back, who I'll give them a chance against anybody with that guy under center. Uh, two 500-yard rushers, lead tacker, bu- tackler, bumper, pullback as well, despite some pieces on defense that are going to be lacking. My guy, Sean King, uh, when I talked with him about Arkansas yesterday, not a believer whatsoever. He thinks that they lost too, too much on defense. The offensive line isn't going to be there. My argument, Sam Pittman, if there's anybody that's going to get an offensive line in shape, it's going to be him. The culture has really been rejuvenated with him as the head coach. Where do you stand on the Arkansas Razorbacks? The biggest problem with Arkansas this season is their schedule. They play September, They play Cincinnati in week one on September 3rd. They've got to go to BYU in the middle of October 
a really strange break from playing that SEC schedule. They go to Texas A&M. Obviously, they've got Alabama. South Carolina, team we just talked about, that's kind of an interesting draw from the East Division. They do wind up playing Missouri from the East, which is a nice thing for them. But, you know, their season win total is juiced under 7.5 because of that schedule, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I think it's kind of intriguing to, to look at this SEC West in general. And, and my projection for Arkansas is 6.97 wins, so I do agree with the under 7.5 juice. But this is an Arkansas hey, team. This is an Arkansas team that, you know, I think Kendall Bryles is a really interesting offensive coordinator. I think KJ Jefferson is certainly talented enough to run this offense, but there were so many ups and downs last year. You know, they gave up 52 points to Ole Miss. They could have beaten Alabama. They were right there in that game with them. They had some games where they got blown out. They just, they have such a grueling schedule, and I don't know if the depth is necessarily there, but to your point, Sam Pittman knows offensive lines. That's something that he's obviously working very closely with with this team. Barry Odom is a good defensive coordinator and also a good recruiter. And LSU going through transition with Brian Kelly and all the guys that have kind of gone in and out of that program. Ole Miss, they miss Matt Corral. We'll see if Jackson Dart from USC is going to be the guy for them. Mm-hmm. But they're a team kind of in transition. Auburn, they were very disappointing last year under Brian Harson. I didn't really love that hire. They could fall short. So there are a lot of teams in the West where – if Arkansas is buttoned up, if things improve for them as they have another year in this scheme and under this coaching staff, they could end up overperforming mm-hmm. and being a team that overachieves. So I just think there are a lot of moving parts in the West where maybe Arkansas being probably the most consistent you know, of the teams from last year, it could work to their benefit. I just I have a hard time playing over with their schedule. No, I understand that. And I think my only real hesitation with them is the expectation factor that they have after having the success that they did and being able to play in those close games with tough teams and standing their ground is, okay, how do you perform now that people think that you're going to be good and they, they expect you to be? You mentioned Jackson Dart there, the former USC quarterback. He and Keaton Slovis both no longer with the Trojans. It is the Caleb Williams show as Lincoln Riley takes over. USC is the favorite to win the Pac-12, which probably largely from a liability standpoint as well. A lot of people buying in on USC. I'm not. I prefer Utah in the conference. Uh, what do you like about the Pac-12? Is it is it a team that's at the top of the board right now? Or are you looking anywhere lower on them? Well, for USC, my projection based on my power rating, my home field advantage, and all the games on the schedule for them, I actually have USC about 8.5 wins, and they're out there at 9.5. So I'm a little bit below market on the Trojans. And I love Utah. I have Utah up around 10.5 wins. So I really, really like that Utah Utes team. Kyle Whittingham's an outstanding head coach. For USC, the offense will look better. I mean, it's just going to with a guy like Lincoln Riley. But defensively, the Trojans have left a lot to be desired the last several years. They're not recruiting well on that side of the ball against a lot of the teams in the Pac-12 that are kind of offensively challenged. I'm sure USC will look pretty good, but I think it's just going to take a little bit of time for that team to come together, and I think the Pac-12 South is Utah's to lose. I agree. I think that the Pac-12 is going to run through Salt Lake City, and as our girl Danielle Alvari, host of the Los Angeles CityCast, likes to say, that defense at USC was hot garbage. Mm-hmm. Granted, she does have her UCLA ties, so no bias. can't, can't, she's not can't trust everything when it comes to USC. Adam, thank you so much for the time. You're amazing. Appreciate it. Always good to be here. Adam Burke, make sure you check out us at vcin.com slash subscribe. Get all of the goods. Wrapping things up when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back, everybody. This segment of My Guys in the Desert presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands there is one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline's a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zinn will be there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Wrapping things up here on My Guys in the Desert, live in studio with us, owner and CEO of Circa Resort and Casino, Derek Stevens, alongside VP of Operations, Mike Palm, host of Odds On with Amal Shaw here every weekday. What's going on, fellas? Let me tell you, I tried to have us not on both weeks you were out. I said to Steph, no Stormy, no Derek and Mike, but then he, you know, got withdrawals and had to rush in here at the last minute last Thursday. Appreci- appreciate you coming in. What? what a- <laughs> I'm serious. I said, no Stormy, no oh, Zerka. come on. Isn't that true? I told you, we're out for the next two weeks. Stormy's not there. Y'all driving me crazy. The same deal with Brent, same deal with Stormy. Mike, <laughs> I wanted to get your advice, by the way, oh. because I was on Follow the Money this morning, and I know you do double, du- triple duty. Every week, it feels like, follow the money, odds on, then you come on to my program. Do you have like a special room here that you just like go take a nap at in between or you just all work all the time? So my typical Thursday, especially during the NFL season is get up at midnight, finish writing no hyperbole, get ready at 4.30, drive in here, get done with the show at seven, go back home, take my son to school, go back home, take my stepdaughter to school, come back here, do Gil's podcast for an hour, then do odds on, have lunch, marketing meeting, and then the toughest 10 minutes of the day, my guy's in the desert. (laughs) You'll never let that one go, will ya? (laughs) Derek, uh, obviously the big news of the day today, Kyler Murray signing that five-year extension, getting the big money, not the guaranteed money that Deshaun Watson had, but it feels like based on a lot of the numbers we've seen at sportsbooks that we expected Kyler Murray to be on the football field with this team. Not a lot of movement, it sounds like. Uh, nothing that hit our, any of our alerts, I could tell you that. Um, you've been talking about it a little bit further, but nothing that I saw. Mike, did you get anything from any of the guys in the no, back? No, no real movement. But, you know, if he wanted guaranteed money, he could have played baseball. Talk me, t- tell I'm, me Tyler, more? I'm just saying, if he wanted it, Kyler Murray could have went to baseball. They were going to draft him in the first. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But, He's still an Oakland A's prospect. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a tweet earlier that talked about how the average annual value of Kyler Murray's contract, about $46.1 million. Highest, is that right? Second highest. <laughs> the A's entire payroll is $48.5 million. And if he hits 250 they can't use him. So, I mean, that's <laughs> way too high for them. The, uh, the mayor of Munchkinville, as our guy Michael Lombardi likes to call him i just have i just really struggle with the durability of kyler murray moving forward adam burke was on the program a little bit ago and that's what i said i i feel like if you were giving an mvp award through eight games of the season love to bet kyler but for a full season i just don't see it there do you question the durability of tua as well yeah yeah the smaller quarterback yeah you have to 
as the Michael frame Lombardi, is different. They're not Mike, all built like Russell Wilson, who's a refrigerator. My, Michael Lombardi always quotes Buddy Ryan about there's a place for the little man in football. It's just not in front of the big man. Huh, yeah. <laughs> Our producer, Stephen Bond. Uh, 007, we call him. Right? Yes, he said, as, as a short king, I'm offended. <laughs> oh, different arenas. I love it. <laughs> uh, let's get into a little bit of baseball. Second half beginning today. Um, you had something you wanted to let me know about the Yerfies and the Nerfies, the no-run first his, innings. What do you got? That's no obsession. It really is. It is. It is. I mean, this is like... <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging out the last couple of weeks at the bar. Everybody's coming in talking about the Nerfies or the Yerfies. I was like, man, oh, man. This reminded I was just telling Mike, this reminds me of what it was like, I think it was maybe four years ago when this bet in, in, uh, in the mm. March Madness came up, um, team to first 10. I remember watching them. People start screaming, like, what is going on? And like, getting to first 10. But now this, these first inning bets, it's really amazing. I think some of this also has to do with the fact that um, some of the bigger national companies are really, really marketing. Will there be a run in the first inning? If not, you get your money back, that type of thing. And it's really created a, created this whole brand new market out there of people that want instant gratification bets. And they're betting them like it's a UFC card. You, you don't bet, will there be a run in the first inning of, of the A's Tigers game? You bet it as part of a five-team parlay. They're betting them like five-team parlays yeah. is effectively what's happening. And and the popularity has gone crazy. Do you know, Derek, that there's some places in Las Vegas, not Circa, but are now offering what the first pitch of the game will be, strike or ball? Really? You've got to be no, kidding. No, I'm not kidding you. I've okay. seen this pop up in the last two weeks. What, what do you think the average price is on that? Now, I know it varies from game to game based on the pitcher for the home Man, team. But then you got to look what, at What do you think? What do you, you think the average? you got to see who pissed off Angel Hernandez. you got to see. There's what do you lot. think? No, just guess. What do you think the average price is that the first pitch will be a strike? Strike minus 180. Yeah, you're around that. 175, 180 <laughs> for most games. Who's betting that, though? The people that don't want to wait for the whole six outs. For real. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's but, the newer generation yeah. of the Nerfies and Yerfies. And you even talked about during, like, the college basketball NCAA tournament how people were betting that first to 10, first to 15, like hotcakes. Because they love to together. bet the big underdog yeah. and get the plus 300, plus 400 price on that. And they go nuts when Duke isn't the first one to 10, right, in the first round. You know, the first to 10, the first to 10 has a correlation to your game bet. So let's say you're taking you're taking um, a team in the NCAA tournament that might be a 16-point favorite, and you bet the dog. You can probably get them plus four or five dollars, and you just you're kind of almost there's a little correlation to the game in the side. But will there be a run in the first inning? Obviously, it only correlates to the total. It doesn't really correlate to the side quite as much. That's why I'm just amazed at the volume of these bets. It's now it's not huge, but the way people are betting these things just to kick off your day. A quick, easy, you know, round-robin four-teamer and see what happens. It's like, will there be a goal in the first five minutes, right? I do it love seems, that bet. <laughs> but it seems so easy. You just got to get through yeah, five minutes. No, Don't I, take a penalty. Clear the puck a couple times. But you got to lay the price. In and, the postseason, <laughs> I, was, I was so big on that no-goal first 10. So big on it. First five. Yeah. I like to bet at first 10 as opposed to under in the first period because you get a better price. There are some books that do the first 930. Right. And... Depending on which side you're on, mm -hmm. you're like, dang it, why do I have the 10? Or thank goodness I have the 10. I got that extra 30 seconds. I was um. sitting with a kid last weekend that uh, that had an eight-teamer. And uh, he hit the first six. Then he had a game that went off. Of Nerfies? Off. Yeah. And it was, Stop. And he had two games to go. And the one game went an hour before the late game. The late game was, I think, the Giants game. And we watched the first inning in, like, that Colorado game. The sweat on that was unbelievable. And I had no action on it. And we get to this Giants game. I was like, oh, my God. It's a pitch-by-pitch -pitch <laughs> thing. It, it, it elevated elevated the sweat to playoff-level baseball. Did he get the first seven in? Yeah. So did he hedge then? Did he have time to hedge the, the other way on the last game? He did. Yeah. But he didn't. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what you got <laughs> to do. You got to leave that last game with space. Yeah. <laughs> so with the trade deadline coming up less than two weeks away, August 2nd in Major League Baseball, are there teams that people are buying in on right now because they're expecting a big move to happen? Like people thinking Juan Soto is going to go somewhere, so you want to get a certain number now. Anything like that that comes to mind? Um, I think people are thinking the Mets are now. Remember the Braves made this big run at the Mets. The Mets are now starting to get some money more to win the East because um, you know Cohen's going to spend money, right? At the, that's why he got into this because he has that ability. And so I think people are anticipating that. Who's Louis Castillo going to go to? Yankees or Dodgers? I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, it's pretty much like that, right? 
And uh, so I, I have an interesting bet, and he'd probably take umbrage to this, but how about you bet both of these individually? Padres don't make playoffs. Brewers don't make playoffs. They're both plus three to one. I don't think both of them get in, and maybe both don't. Hater, what happened to him? They had no hater. Is Christian Yelich really the same Christian Yelich we've even seen? Uh, you know, when does Peralta come back? The Brewers could slide, and then the Padres. I mean, you're going to have to have Joe Musgrove has another career half year because no other starter has been reliable for them, and they have one hitter. in Machado. Now, they're a team with an owner who will be willing to spend money as well. But they, they've built up such a good record. But that's a tough division, the West, and you got to—you know—they're the little brother to the Dodgers. They'll get yeah. beat up by the Dodgers in the second half. I don't think both make it. I think the Phillies get in. I don't like betting against the Padres because, like you said, I do feel like they're a team that would be one that would be interested in swinging for the fences, trying to get somebody significant to bolster that roster. So, ah, uh, I don't know. I have trouble with the Padres. I love the Padres. So do you guys? I love the. Padres. Well, he's in bed with them, so I mean. That's, <laughs> it's a- <laughs> Before we let you guys out of here, uh, had Nigel Seeley on Follow the Money earlier today. I know he has a very special Q&A that's going to be happening tomorrow morning here at the Sportsbook, talking soccer, handicapping. What can you tell us about it? I know it's free admission, which is awesome. Yeah, we're going to have it here in the book right behind us, 10 to 11. Then he's going to join the program at 11.15 with Amal and I, who talk soccer as much as anybody, maybe with the exception of Mitch and Paul. But he's going to do a preview specifically of the EPL, the uh, uh, English Premier League, but also theories on betting soccer and how people should bet soccer. I mean, obviously, it's an emerging market. We're trying to offer more leagues here. How, you know, how do all these trades factor in? How do you do you day trade totals and live betting? What is he looking for? More sides and totals. So people can send in their questions on Twitter. We're live streaming it on the Circus Sports Twitter feed as well. Oh, that's awesome to hear. So <laughs> Not yeah. everybody can make it to Vegas. Yeah, tomorrow. if you can't make it in person, <laughs> make sure you do that. And I know that he's already expressed this to both of you guys, but this morning was just raving about how grateful he is for the way you guys have set him up ranted and raved about how beautiful the sports book here is at Circa. If you I'm haven't excited. been to Vegas, get I'm down I'm excited. Here. I've never met Nigel myself personally yeah. via email and all that, but uh, I'm going to have a beer with him tonight. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. with Nigel and Mike tonight at 6 o'clock. Rush hour coming up. Don't go anywhere. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.